You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Oh, it's that time of the week again, and I've got Steve on the line. How is it going, Steve? Yeah, good, mate. Yes, uh, going along all right, and I hope the listeners are going well. I'm not getting too cold or wet, and there's very wintry conditions at this time of the year, but anyway. Yeah, we're uh, doing it on a Friday, and I should point out it's 19 degrees. It's not even 20 here today, so yeah. it's rainy, but 10 minutes later the sun will come out, so it's weird. If you've got 20, you're doing well. I reckon we've got about... 15 and 16, are you? <laughs> oh, well, I, I prefer it than the real hot days, but it is a bit odd for summer, I must admit. Might have to put the heater on after, would you believe it? Yeah, I was thinking about that last night as well. It is very strange. <laughs> it is very weird for February, but we do get a, the occasional cold one in February, but uh, most unusual, I must say. Anyway, not to worry. I think we'll move on to the main topic, don't you? Yeah, and who are we talking about today? So I said last week we're going to do some real 60s characters, so I think we'll start off with one that people will definitely identify with, and that's Herman's Hermit. Well, yeah, I love Herman's Hermit, and I've got one even better on Herman's Hermit, I went and saw them a few years ago. Oh, right. In their original form? Or? No, not that good, but to a, whatever form they are now, they came to Marupana. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Peter Noon wasn't there, the lead singer. It was a different group, but still pretty good. They still put on a good show. Okay, yeah, well, I think there's there's only one original member of that group that probably would be here. I think his name was Barry Whitwam, I think his name is. I think he was was still an original member that still was without Peter Noon. So, yeah, Peter Noon's still got his own group, which I'll mention later on. Okay, good singer Peter Noon. Well, he still is. Well, I suppose you're going to tell me more about the Hermits. Well, I think it's quite an interesting story, as it always is, and... I've made note here that quite often when we talk about pop groups, usually we like to talk about them as a group. But I think in this case, Peter Noon does stand out as, the, as being the life and soul of the group, and as a lot of these lead singers are. So we'll, we'll talk individually about Peter Noon and some parts of this, and other parts we'll just talk about the group. So off we go. Peter Noon was born, on, would you believe, on Guy Fawkes Night, in the old Cracker Night, on the 5th of November 1947, in a place called Home in Lancashire. Take note of his name, please. Peter Blair Dennis Bernard Noon. Okay, he's got a few names. Yeah, I don't know why that was the case, but he was the second of five kids born to an accountant and his wife. His accountant probably did have a thing with numbers, that's why he had five names, I suppose. <laughs> He attended the usual primary and grammar schools and went to St Bede's College in Manchester. And the Manchester School of Music and Drama, where he studied voice and acting, he actually won the Outstanding Young Musician Award one particular year. So obviously the talent was already there. His first TV role, and some of our older viewers who may have watched this show would remember him, uh, he was first TV role in Coronation Street. <laughs> that show's still going. Is it? Well, yeah, well, I must admit, I've watched about two episodes. <laughs> I'm you that I've only watched one or two episodes. Yeah, well, you've watched more than me, but I, I know that the fact that it's still going, it's amazing. Yeah, well, he played a role uh, called Stanley Fairclough, or Fairclough, and he also appeared in three other TV series whose name I didn't take note of. Using the stage name Peter Novak, or in some cases it says Kovac, so I'm not quite sure which one's correct. At 15, he became the lead singer, spokesman and frontman of Herman's Hermits, and he was discovered by a talent entrepreneur by the name of Harvey Lisberg, L-I-S-B-E-R-G. This group was originally called The Heartbeats, but it became Herman's Hermits after the band remarked on Peter Noon's resemblance to the character Sherman in the Bullwinkle show. 
<laughs> he actually misheard it as Herman. So Herman's Hermit simply came. But a bit more to this story, I must say. Now, he got signed by this uh, gentleman called Mickey Most, who had mentioned a few times. And he, they, they got signed to an EMI Columbia record label. It was then decided to make Noon the focus of the group, as it was thought by somebody else that he resembled a young JFK. So got, we've got him looking like Sherman and JFK. Now, if you can think about that combination, you've got Peter Noon. Well, I'm, I'm looking on Wikipedia, and I can sort of see the resemblance to both of them. That's sort of interesting. Right, okay. Well, if you can see it, that's fair enough. I didn't quite notice the resemblance, but there you go. Oh, well, if you sort of squint, you can see JFK there in a rough sort of way. All right, okay. Now, I'm going to do a discography early here today because there's a lot of the songs. I've actually worked out that he did 29 singles, according to the discography. So, now, not listing all of them, I'll mention some of the better-known ones and the chart placings in the US, UK and Australia in that order, unless I otherwise mention something different. Now, 1964 was their first one, of course, I'm Into Something Good, and that was 13, 1 and 11. That was, that was Jerry Goff and Carol King's song. That we were, they were married at the time, of course. 1965 in January, Can't You Hear My Heartbeat, was two in the US and three in Australia. And it wasn't released as an A-side in the UK. They did some strange things over there at that time. And February 65, and these records came out fairly quickly, as you can see. Silhouettes, which was 5, 3 and 3. In March of that year, was Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter, one in the US and one in Australia, but wasn't released as an A-side single in the UK. In April, they did Wonderful World. That was 4, 7 and 18. In June, they really knocking them over. <laughs> I'm Henry VIII, I Am, which was one in the US and 27 in Australia. Again, not released in the UK. In December, they had a little hiatus between June and December. And they had a must to avoid, Asics and four. In 1966, in February, they had Listen People, which was three in the US and three in Australia, and that was released as an A-side single in the UK again. In April, they had Leaning on the Lamppost, which was an old George Formby song. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it is a good song. Nine in the US and nine in Australia. In September that year, they had Dandy, which was five in the US and 14 in Australia. And I think, and that was written by Ray Davies of the... One the, of the Kinks. Leads. They do sound a bit similar in a few tracks, because I thought uh, a few of these, I'm into something good. I thought that was a Kinks song originally. Yeah, well, they're all around at the same time. So they're saying some of them sound similar, if you didn't know originally who it was. In October, they had No Milk Today. That was 35 in the US. That's probably my favourite one from them. I love that song. Okay, well, that was the B-side, The Kind of Hush, ah, yep. which was coming up. That was in 1967, that 35 place in the US. There was seven in Australia and one in the UK. And there's a kind of hush in 1967 in February. That was four, seven and five. And in 1969 in April, my sentimental friend, two in the UK, three in Australia. So, fair few then, a few I didn't mention, but I guess so people can check that out on Wikipedia. Now, between 64 and early 68, they never failed to reach the top 40 in the US. Most of these US records were released by MGM, who, as we all know, quite often would have showcased musical performers in films. They appeared opposite Connie Francis in When the Boys Meet the Girls in 1965. That was another teen flick. In 1966, in a film called Hold On and that actually featured nine songs by them which included the title track Mrs Brown, Your Lovely Daughter another movie by look of it in 1968 and in 1965 there was a British review film called Pop Kids all those were just promoting basically the music industry and the group itself 
Now, the old chestnut about band members not playing on the recordings is mentioned in Wikipedia, but it appears that they did play on most of their songs because they were a fairly talented group of musicians uh, reading between the lines. He got nominated for three Grammy Awards, so this is pretty good, including Best New Artist. And uh, you'd be interested to know this, Josh. She actually didn't win it, but they lost to a guy called Tom Jones. Oh, yeah, well, can't really argue with that, I suppose, but they were both deserving. No, not really. And they got two for Mrs Brown, you got a lovely daughter. It doesn't say whether they actually won it or not. And Mrs. Brad, you got a lovely daughter, was never intended to be released as a single because didn't actually like it all that much. Again, <laughs> stories where they don't like the song, but they end up being, being, being very successful. Now, they appeared on the usual programs like the Ed Sullivan Show, even on the Dean Martin Show and the Jackie Gleason Show. So they did pretty well. Peter Noon actually left the group in 1971. And he did return for a 1973-74 US British Invasion multi-artist tour, which I've mentioned on many occasions before. And they then formed another group without Peter Noon. And this was the group that you were talking about, Josh, that you might have seen back. How long ago was it in Maroubna? Uh, I'd say about six or seven years ago now. Okay. Yeah, I can't quite remember. No, that group still performs. And as we said before, that original one, original member's name is Barry Whitwin, still remains. Peter Noon, I'll just go back to him for a moment because he had a a fairly solid career in his own right. In 1965, he actually appeared on the front of the Time magazine in a little inset with the Righteous Brothers, the Supremes, Beach Boys and Dusty Springfield. This was about the pop invasion, the British invasion and the music industry in general. He left the group in 71, as I mentioned, but he became a stage actor and he starred in the ABC's musical version of The Canterville Ghost and he played the lead role in Pinocchio on Hallmark. And then throughout the 70s, he performed, composed songs and actually produced recordings for such artists as David Bowie and Debbie Byrne. Hmm, talent. Yeah, and he also took on leading roles in Dick Whittington, Aladdin and Sinbad the Sailor, for which he was highly praised. So he's very, very versatile, and even more so. In the 1980s, he actually starred in The Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> that was the uh, same as Peter Allen last week. Yeah, so I've seen... These people have other talents apart from singing, obviously. Well, I, I forgot to mention last week as well when you mentioned that. I've been in a production of Pirates of Penzance at school. Did you play Frederick? No. <laughs> I was just, I can't remember I, what my name was. One of the pirates. Right, well, he, he played that role of Frederick and also played the role again in Drury Lane Theatre in London. York and London, so that, that's a pretty big effort. Oh, I know and Peter Allen was the Pirate King, which was the main role. Was he? Okay, yeah. right. Peter Noon also played the role with both the US and international touring companies. So he led a short-lived group called the, the Tremblers, would you believe? T-R-E-M-B-L-E-R-S, which received mixed reviews. Now, it's quite interesting because if you read uh, Wikipedia, they sort of canned the Tremblers. But if you read the Herman Summers or Peter Noon's fan page, they said he was quite successful. So you can take whichever view you like on that one. <laughs> Herman Summers starring Peter Noon. I've just checked this out, what they're doing currently, and they actually started an American concert tour on, on January the 19th, and it goes right through to July the 28th. So that's a total of 36 shows that worked it out. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. That's not bad for a guy of 75 to be still doing that. So still moving along quite nicely. 
and he's also still married to Muriel Strasser, who he married on his 21st birthday in 1968. But they've been married 54 years, which is a pretty good effort, and still going strong. And they had the one daughter, Natalie. So Peter Noon and Herman Sermons, memorable songs as I've written here, memorable songs. And Peter Noon certainly had a very versatile and strong career outside of being a lead singer as the stage performer and acting performer. So it'd been a very, very full life for that man. Yeah, very much so, yeah. I picked uh, selected four songs here, Josh, so I spoke to you before we started. You could pick your own favourite out of this. I'll I'll just pick the first one. That'll be Mrs Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter, thanks. Uh, Here it is, Mrs Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. And, uh, yeah, it's a good song. That was Herman Tellman's Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. It does also sound like a kink song, a dedicated follower of fashion or one of those. Yeah. It reminds me of that sort of sound. Yeah, that's that's that's, 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 a, that's a pretty good analogy, I must say. The other ones I've selected, I know you're very keen on No Milk today, so we'll definitely be having that one. And I've picked out I'm Into Something Good and Dandy. But, Josh, I will not be worried at all if you pick something else outside of those. Yeah, no. No, they're, they're all good. They've got a lot of good songs, the Hermit. The show I saw in Maroopan, and they were still very good, even though they didn't have Peter Noon. It was still a very entertaining night. Yeah, well, very being quintessential 60s, and I'm going to continue that theme for the next couple of weeks, because after all, this, this is what originally the show was going to be about, but we have drifted into the 70s, Josh, which <laughs> I might point I did last week. But we'll go back to the 60s for a few weeks and uh, see how we go. Yeah, well, it's a golden era of music. You can't really argue with the 60s, can you? Yeah, well, very, very much a 60s person, of course, and Big Herman's Hermit epitomised that, and certainly some memorable songs came from them. And, Josh, I look forward to talking to you next week again, and to everybody out there, please stay healthy. Yeah, take care, and all the best, Steve, and we'll talk next week. Have a good one, mate. Thanks, S- Stay safe. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.